This is episode 205, How to Take the Next Step with Katrina. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, every Wednesday, I put up a coaching session episode where you get to hear a unedited, unscripted, unproduced, raw coaching session between me and someone I don't know. And every Saturday, I put up a Coach's Corner episode where I either interview someone that I think can provide value to you or answer listener questions or guide you through meditation or just speak in more depth about a particular topic. If you want to be coach on the show, if you want to be on a Wednesday episode, you can get on the wait list. It's christinehasler.com slash wait list. And every week we email out this schedule link. I usually have one opening per week. So if you're the first to grab it and it works for you, you get on the show. Also, I do have space for another personal client beginning in October. So if you are ready to dive deep with me, to have one-on-one attention from me and VIP access pretty much all the time, you want to apply for that by emailing jill at christinehassler.com. It's a six-month commitment and I only take eight people a year. And again, I have an opening in October. So if your intuition has been nudging you, perhaps this is your sign. And I always appreciate reviews of the show. So head on over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review there. So I'm recording this the day after my beautiful bridal shower here in Los Angeles. I was just so surrounded by love. My mom and my sister were there as well. Just a small group of women, probably about maybe 12 of us from all different aspects of my life. Women that I went to grad school with, women that are in this personal development industry that have become dear friends. And it was just one of those moments where it was a bit surreal. And the reason why I wanted to share this is because I just want to remind you that you can heal anything. One of my deepest core wounds was rejection from other girls, girls saying bad things about me, girls passing around notes in school. I felt very alone. I felt like I couldn't trust women and I felt like I never was going to have friends. And I felt like that, you know, well into my late twenties until I made the conscious decision to start working on that wound and attracting new friends. And now I'm so proud and relieved to say I have absolutely incredible friends. And so if you're in a place right now where you're healing from something, maybe you just lost a job or maybe you have a heartbreak, you got broken up with or ended a relationship, or maybe you feel lonely. I just want to remind you that it can change. And with your willingness, it will. Whatever your story is now doesn't have to be your story in the future. And that brings me to my coaching session with Katrina. She has a lot of old stories from her past about having to do it all on her own, working really hard. And she's in this place where she wants to move forward, but she's also feeling a lot of overwhelm. You'll hear in this episode that there's a lot of different directions I could have gone with Katrina, but I really kind of honed in on two key areas because I wanted to help her be clear on how she can move forward. As you're listening to this coaching session with Katrina, consider 
Do you ever struggle with follow through? You take a few steps, but then get discouraged and lose momentum. Are you hard and critical on yourself and often use that to motivate yourself? When it comes to asking for help, would you rather just do things yourself because you don't want to be a burden or bother anyone. Keep those questions in mind as I coach Katrina. And before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week's episode, Amor Ver. Did you know that fashion is one of the top polluting industries in the world? Amor Ver makes clothing with sustainable fibers, non-toxic dyes, and local production so you can always feel good about what you're wearing. They are a brand committed to making versatile and thoughtfully designed clothing that is both good for you and the planet. And they actually have a pop-up shop right in the forum shops in Carlsbad near where I live. And I popped in the other day and love the clothes. They are so soft, so comfortable, and so stylish. Online, you can find their impossibly soft tees, comfortable dresses, jumpsuits, shoes, and accessories. Amor Ver has classic and flattering pieces for work and play. Amor Ver is French for green love, and they are working to create a healthier planet for future generations. Their clothes are made in limited quantities to eliminate excess and ensure highest production standards. So right now, Amor Ver is offering my listeners 15% off your first order when you go to shopgreenlove.com slash over it. That's shopgreenlove.com slash over it for 15% off your first order. Go to shopgreenlove.com slash over it today and enjoy. And now on to my coaching session with Katrina. Katrina, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you, Christine, for having me. Well, I have had some time to think about the question that I want to ask you, and it's been a bit of an evolution. The the question comes down to, I have in my past have kind of, um, in order to get things done, have kind of run through and just done what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. If I had a goal, I would just barrel through, get it done. I didn't have a lot of leadership to teach me kind of the finer points or make suggestions. So I just went for it, did whatever I wanted. And I've had some success with that. I've gotten things that I wanted, but in the end, I don't think that it paid off to do things that way. So now having been divorced for a number of years, I'm trying to get on my feet. I've got four kids at home that I need to take care of. And prior to having children or getting divorced, I didn't have, you know, an education. I didn't have anything to go back to, to kind of start earning money. So after I got divorced, I was kind of in, I've been paralyzed basically for a number of years. And so I um, have gotten education. I've gotten kind of a career path at this moment that I'm trying to pursue. I've got three jobs just because I, I, I've got to keep uh, money coming in to keep food on the table, that kind of thing. Mm. But I'm at the point where something has to break um, for me. I need to make some progress and I don't, I don't want to go back to how I used to do things. And I think that that's paralyzing me because I've made bad decisions and I'm, I'm kind of reaping what I sowed in the past. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do it in a more educated and thought through way. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm locked up. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. So first of all, I just want to really acknowledge you. Because you told me before we started recording that you have six kids in total. So four still at home, but you've mothered six kids. So you've had six careers just, just in, just (laughs) in that alone. And now you're a single mom, you're working three jobs and you're paying attention to personal development because you make time to listen to the show and you're on the phone call with me today. Mm -hmm. So can we just take a moment? and see how truly amazing you are. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I've been working hard at making progress in my life and on myself. You're doing amazing. Do you ever take time on a regular basis to acknowledge yourself? I don't. I try to. I'm trying to um, bring more of that into my life, but time is pretty valuable right now. So I don't, I, I don't have a lot of, I don't take a lot of time for myself. Okay. So do you ever walk from your house to the car? Yes. Do you ever sit at a stoplight? Yes. Do you ever go to the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> do you ever look in the mirror and brush your teeth or just look in the mirror when you're yes. passing by it? Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. little things like that, like throughout okay. the day, taking a moment and go, Katrina, I'm really damn proud of you. You're doing great. Because part of, I think, why you feel paralyzed is all of your momentum, inspiration, fuel up until this point has been out of self-criticism, out of necessity, out of fear, and so on. Do you see that? Like you've gotten things done because you've had to, or because you were chasing some external goal that you thought was going to make you happy. Yeah. So do you see how all of that is what we'd call more negative motivation or fueling? Yes. And what you really need now is a different kind of fuel, a different kind of way to inspire and motivate yourself. I know you're asking me for the how, you're asking me for the plan, like what do I do? What's the block? Well, this is one of the main blocks is your internal relationship with yourself and not really regularly acknowledging yourself and telling yourself you're really proud of yourself. Because I feel like that was missing for you in your marriage. It was missing for you in your childhood, like really not feeling seen and acknowledged. Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just take a moment. What are you really proud of? Well, I'm proud of being able to, you know, make it this far. I didn't think I could get myself into this kind of position and, and kind of struggle every day. And still, um, you know, and it's because of the work I've done over the last several months and, and your help, you know, via podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really been able to look at myself and say that I, I looked in the mirror one day and said, I'm so proud of you. I never mm-hmm. thought I'd be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So so I'm, I am proud of that. I'm proud of, um, I never thought I could work as hard as I work now. Yeah. Um, that was always a question of, you know, am I just lazy? Am I not, you know, what is the problem here? And I, I definitely know I'm not lazy. You're not, you're not. There really is no problem. There's nothing wrong with you. You've just had a very, how old were you when you had your first kid? Well, I married into my first two. They were seven and three when I got them. Um, so 22 was when okay. I got them. So since 22, your life hasn't been about you. Since 22, you've had a husband and children to manage. And now mm-hmm. necessarily you don't have the husband. I'm sure you have to manage him in certain ways. But your your whole life has been, and, and a whole adult life has been around taking care of others. And who knows, maybe even your childhood, if you had to parent your parent in any way. Mm-hmm. It's all been about taking care of others. So it's there's a couple things going on. It's one, just that general feeling of overwhelm of how am I going to do this? And also a, a not knowing how to move forward and we'll say achieve your goals or pursue your dreams because Mm -hmm. you never had really a self-discovery process. Right. I did not. You never had time to really 
ask like, who's Katrina and what does she want? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you that. Who is Katrina? Uh, Well, I mean, kind of the tags I've placed on myself before is a rebel. Um, I'm loyal. You know, I I love my family with a passion. Mm. (laughs) That's pretty much who I am. I don't really know a lot else, a lot more about myself than that. Okay. Well, then there's definitely some room to discover because there's a lot more about you. What I also really see about you is you're incredibly resourceful, intelligent, loving, determined, kind. Can you see all those things too? I do. Yeah. And what does Katrina want? What do you want? Uh, I want to feel good about myself. I want my kids to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. How do you know they're not right now? Uh, I, I struggle with my relationship with my kids, mm. um, especially my middle two um, right now. What's the struggle? Um, my uh, my 18-year-old mainly, I would say, um, we pretty much are very similar. Um, and we just butt heads for a long time. Um, although... As the parent, I do have to take responsibility, um, you know, for a lot of that. There was, there wasn't, you know, being a single mom. There, I had, I struggled to find balance with how to have them do things that were appropriate for them to be doing, but not ask too much from them. Not put them in a. I, I was, I guess, parentified. I, I stepped in in weird places with my mom, and yet I wasn't asked to do kind of normal things like clean up my room. Mm-hmm. So finding the line with like not bringing them into adult situations like I was in, but mm-hmm. have having appropriate expectations. So mm-hmm. she's very re- rebellious and, and angry. And, you know, I drank for a number of years to kind of deal with my mm-hmm. life. And in fact, that's kind of just settled out. Um, mm. And I haven't really even had an opportunity. I'd, I don't, I haven't even said anything to my kids about it, that I've stopped drinking because I had said it so many times that, it just didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Why do I say it if I don't follow through? So this time I was like, I'm just, there's no point in saying it because I fear that I won't follow through. Yeah. And then it's just another lie. It's just another, it's just another word spoken that mean nothing. Right. And another thing for you to beat yourself up about, which you're also for very sure. good at. Absolutely. So now we're, we're at another level of what does Katrina want? I think she wants a break from herself, from the inner critic from the Yeah, I've been trying to work on her. <laughs> yeah. Well, and how we do that is it's just really a daily practice of leaning more and more into compassion. We can't shut mm-hmm. up the inner critic, especially when it's so habitual. But the more and more and more we lean into compassion and acknowledgement, the less airtime the inner critic gets. Because when we're in that compassionate, I'm sure you've experienced this with another person. When you're in a really loving place inside yourself, they bother you less. But if you're in an irritable, judgy place inside yourself, they bother you more. It works the Mm -hmm. same way inside of ourselves. When we're in a really loving space with ourselves, then, you know, we're, we're less critical. So it's maybe less about trying to change her or work on her, work on the inner critic, and more about leaning into the compassion and acknowledgement. And also like giving yourself permission to ask that question. Like, what do I want? So let's keep going with that. What else do you want? Uh, I would like to be successful in, um, 
if I'd like freedom. I'd like to, you know, be financially successful to a point where I can, you know, provide for my kids, give them, you know, a little bit of a hand up in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be able to relax, give back to my mom. Mm-hmm. So let's not make it about anybody else right now. Do you see that part of you that's so used to taking care of other people? Yes. Yeah. And let's just let you be selfish. What you would call selfish, what I would call self-honoring. What else do you want? Don't think about how it's possible or how it could impact others or anything right now. Just what do you want? I'd like to be loved and have Mm. compassion. Mm. By yourself and others? Yes. Yeah. What else? I'd like to have somebody interested in what I have to say. Mm. I, I mean, I found that a lot with myself. I have gotten a lot more comfortable with turning off the radio and turning off the TV and just thinking and, and really talking to myself. I've gotten really, really comfortable with that, but I would like to include somebody else at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. So it sounds to me like you want to open your heart again too. I do. Yeah. I just don't know how to do that without walking into another disaster. Well, you do exactly what you're doing. You're doing the work on yourself to become more aware. The more aware, the more self-aware we are, the more aware we are of other people. And the more we are able to detect and know if something's in alignment or not. When you were with your first husband, your ex-husband, you were 22, you were a baby. How old are you now? Uh, Just about 46. Okay. So I think you know more. (laughs) A little bit. I also got married when I was 17 uh, for the Mm -hmm. first time. So Mm -hmm. I've just kind of done these things and they've always been abusive. And uh, when I, when I got divorced, I had a a momentary relationship and uh, learned, learned a lot from that. And that's when I decided to step aside because I could not see bringing another abusive man into the life of my children. And I'd rather be alone and, you know, take care of, figure out how to take care of them and myself Mm -hmm. than to involve anybody else. And that, that's been fine. Um, but my kids are getting a little bit older and, you know, I would like to involve somebody in my life that I, I fear, and I am different. I'm completely different than what I was at 22, just crazy different. But the fear is still there that I will, have that need or that desire and and run towards something wrong. Well, and I hear that. And the reason that you've done that in the past, as I'm sure you know, is just very low self-worth. Yes. You know, very low self-worth. So you've attracted the kind of love that you think you're worthy of. So everything I'm telling you, Katrina, about acknowledging yourself, being proud of yourself, moving into more compassion and patience with yourself is all about building a loving partnership inside yourself. That's really the priority right now. I understand the work thing and we'll get to that in a moment, but the real priority here is between you and you. That's going to shift your relationship with your kids more than anything. That's going to give you clarity on your career because the the other way self, self-worth issues can play out is financially. So the lower someone's self-worth is, the harder they have to work to make money. Mm -hmm. So what would you need to believe about yourself to really believe that you are worthy of love, really healthy love, and of a successful career that brought you money that gave you some freedom and some peace financially? What would you need to believe about yourself? 
that I'm valuable enough. And what would make you valuable enough? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? See, this is this is the the part that needs to be unwound. You know, and this is the part I understand that you're, you know, you don't have a lot of time and you have four kids at home and you're working three jobs. I get that. But any time you have in the car, on a walk, walking from one place to another, now is the time to really listen to the podcast and listen to the books about how to one, reparent yourself, how to shift those limiting beliefs that you're not enough because it's just, it's just a story, an old story that you bought into and that you continue to buy into. And you're not seeing the person that you are becoming. You're seeing more the person that you've been. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing your future, Katrina, through her eyes, not the eyes of the woman that you are becoming and that you are today. And so when we look to the future through the lens of our past, it feels incredibly daunting and incredibly scary. But when we look to the future with the eyes of the now and who we're becoming and what we're capable of, it's a little less scary. So let me ask you this. You said you went back and got some schooling, you got your education, and I believe you said that you have a career path that you want to go down. Is that accurate? Yes. Tell me about that. So I got my real estate license, which I never, I don't know, it's something I didn't think I would do. I, I kind of have a natural liking for it, but I mean, just the fact that you have to put your picture out is, <laughs> was a bit overwhelming just kind of immediately. Um, I've, I've been at it for just over two years. Um, and I've, I've had mild success. Um, but coming from being somebody who would rather sit in the back of a classroom and hide, I mean, I, I've definitely been a, been a hider. I actually worked a, a serving job um, while I was getting the real estate started. And that taught me so much. Having to walk into a kitchen and say corner was overwhelming for several weeks. Mm. And so I've slowly been able to come out and, and speak up for myself. And I feel comfortable putting myself out there now. But I've really been listening to you and um, I, I listen to Chris Harder a lot as well. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying to find my why and my passion and, and what is it that can really be, because my kids are there, right? They've always, they've been there since the moment I thought, well, how am I going to support them? Mm -hmm. And that hasn't, I, I, it's not that they haven't been enough because that's not the right word, but that hasn't provided the, the momentum that I've needed to meet this challenge to overcome this. Right. Um, so I've really been thinking about how can I give back to the community? So I really feel like I have a good way of marketing myself and giving back and, and coming from that aspect of it. So I'm, I'm really kind of standing on the line of, I have a plan that I believe will work and do what I want it to do. But I, I, I'm in quicksand. I feel like I get a little bit of um, information. I feel a little bit of, of push forward, a little bit of momentum, and I'll work for a few days, and then I'm just exhausted. Mm -hmm. I'm just mentally just worn out, and mm -hmm. it takes me a few days to then try to build that momentum back up and that that desire and and drive back up, and then I'll go at it for a few more days, and then I got to do it all over again. Right, right. Which I understand, especially with four kids at home and three other jobs that you're working. So here's my kind of practical advice to you. I gave you a little bit of the emotional, psychological mm -hmm. advice in terms of the self-worth and shifting the relationship with self. Mm -hmm. the, this part that's having burnout, one, 
again, we're back to, it's great that you have your why in terms of your kids and your vision and all of that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. And we're also, it's like, okay, you've got your destination, right? You see your why you're in your car, Mm -hmm. you've got your GPS on, you've hit your navigation, you see it. However, you haven't changed the fuel. You haven't changed the type of gas you're putting in your car. You're still motivating yourself from fear, from a little bit of desperation and from Mm -hmm. like immense pressure and self-criticism that you're putting on yourself. Mm -hmm. That makes it not fun. And that makes it very energy sucking. Mm -hmm. So an idea for you, a more kind of practical idea. Is there anyone that you could study under? Is there a mentor? Is there someone in your area, a successful realtor or someone that could be a mentor to you? I'm sure there is. Um, I've been searching since I started um, and I've moved several brokerages. It's kind of, you know, a needle in a haystack. And I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's great realtors who would be willing to help. Um, it's just, it is difficult to find them. And I've, I've moved around a bit to try to to narrow that down. Um, and I, I feel mm-hmm. pretty comfortable right now, but not, I guess I don't feel comfortable with a mentorship, more of the, I'm in, a, I'm in a comfortable situation right now. I'm not, probably not perfect. A comfortable situation in terms of where you're at brokerage wise. Is that what you mean? Correct. Okay. Okay. I still am feeling like you need part of what the momentum is, is you need a bit of a person sort of telling you what to do and good next Mm -hmm. steps. Cause I think what, why you're burning out as well is because you have some unconscious incompetence and conscious incompetence. Whenever Mm -hmm. we're pursuing anything new, there's the things we know we don't know. And then there's the things we don't even know. We don't even know. And so you're, you're headed up a hill starting a relatively new career and you're strapping a 100 pound backpack on your back by trying to do it all on your own. And now we're on to Mm -hmm. another sort of identity tied into some limiting beliefs that Katrina can only rely on herself. She's loyal to everybody else, but when it comes down to it, it's up to her. Right. That's how I feel. Yes. And that's going to exhaust you. Mm-hmm. So it really is the time to be a little bit more bold about asking for help and asking for mentorship. I love that you listen to me. I love that you listen to Chris, who I'm actually having dinner with tonight. So, so funny that you brought that uh-huh. up. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. And I want you to have somebody that you can sit face to face with that knows you, mm-hmm. that's in your world, that's spending longer with you than the 30 minutes I am on this podcast, that can take this rather overwhelming place that you're in and be like, it's okay, Katrina, this is what, this is what's next. Mm -hmm. All you need to do today is this. So, and this is another reason I'm encouraging you to go this route is because asking, being vulnerable and asking from a place of worthiness not from a place of desperation, not from a place of insecurity, not from a place of letting your inner critic have a heyday with you, but really Mm -hmm. from a place of worthiness of, you know what? If someone who just had a child came to me and said, Katrina, you've had sex. I don't know what I'm doing. Will you help? How would you feel? I'd be all over it. Right. (laughs) 
here's the first thing, second thing. Yeah, let's get the list going. Right, because you remembered how overwhelming it was when you had two stepkids and your first child. Can you remember how overwhelming that was? Definitely. Yeah. So imagine going to a senior realtor and saying, I really respect you. You've been in this business a while and I know you can find someone. I am green. I'm a bit overwhelmed. I've got six kids and this is a new career, but I'm really passionate about it. I'm not just sticking my toe in the water. This is something I've pursued. Would you be willing to mentor me? Here's what it would look like and lay it out. Say, I'd love to talk a half an hour each week and just do a check-in and, and guide me. Cause I'm working my butt off and I think I'm not, I'm working hard, but not smart. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to do this? That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And what it does is it, it does a lot of things. Like it's a practical step, but it's also incredibly powerful step in terms of knowing you're worthy of help, breaking through this identity that you have to do it all on your own, taking a compassionate step with yourself and saying to yourself, you know what? We are not the first person to pursue real estate. We do not have to figure this all out alone and having compassion for yourself. This is a little overwhelming and you're working your ass off. Mm -hmm. And, And again, it really helps take off that burden of the limiting belief that you're not enough. If you can't receive, it's going to be hard to generate. I can see that. So I would... Take a little time, write out what your ideal mentor relationship is because you want to make it an easy yes for someone. Mm-hmm. When, when someone comes to me and they're like, will you mentor me or can I pick your brain? My answer is usually no because I have no idea what they're, they're talking about. But if someone okay. says, you know, I need 15 minutes once a week or whatever, like this is what it would look like in, in terms mm-hmm. of my ideal scene, then, then it's a way easier yes. That makes a lot of sense. And you can say, I'm willing to learn. You know, if there's an open house you don't want to do, I'll see if I can do it. You may help you put up signs like, you know, whatever. But a lot of people, especially people that are more senior in their career, just like you, the example of you, if a new mom came to you, it's a gift to share wisdom. And part of the beauties of getting older and getting more established in life and in careers is you have all this wisdom that took decades to accumulate and it's fun to share it. Mm -hmm. And I want you to really hold it like that in your ask, not that you're a burden or not that you're asking too much. I will definitely have to meditate on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You said the two, the two buzzwords that are kind of go through my mind a lot. I ask for too much and I'm a burden. So yeah. I need to replace that. Yes. That's, I hear those buzzwords in your head, which is why I'm recommending what I'm recommending. <laughs> Cause if you, again, your Achilles heel in your success mm-hmm. is thinking you have to do it all on your own mm-hmm. and using negative motivation. Right. You've got, you, you put the GPS in, that's great, but it's like, you think you have to do this whole like road trip alone. Like if you get a flat tire along the mm. way, you better just figure it out. Right. <laughs> Versus, and we've got the wrong fuel. It's like you put diesel in your car. Mm-hmm. So we need to change. We need to invite some other people in the car and on the road trip and we need to change the fuel. 
great. Does this give you some clarity? It does. It does. I, and I feel recognized as well. Oh, um, good. Because it, it feels like when you're sitting there thinking these things, it's, it, it, to me, it feels like almost I'm putting myself in a victim place. Right. But it's true. That I, I am kind of alone to some extent and doing well. I guess you don't have to be alone. That's my choice. It, exactly. You don't. But you have to ask and you have to put yourself out there. Right. Unless the next time Amazon delivers a package, you just invite the person delivering it in. <laughs> like you're going to have to put yourself out there. Right. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And then work and okay. then do the internal work as well in terms of the self-worth and the enoughness. Right. You're doing amazing. This is your next chapter where you get to make it a little bit more about you and receiving. You've Thank given you. a lot in your life. It's time to be supported. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have a feeling your kids will come around, especially when they see you making these choices and and honoring yourself. And right now, I know it's ridiculous to tell a mom not to worry because it's like telling you not to breathe. (laughs) But the best thing that you can do, guilt does does Mm -hmm. nothing. Guilt just distances you more. Mm -hmm. The best thing you can just do is keep your heart open and be an amazing example and be consistent. Yes. Those sound like great suggestions. I think that's, those make a huge difference Yeah, in the long run. (laughs) Although my, my heart wants a short run. It's the long run that counts. It's the long run that counts. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm very proud of you and I really believe in you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Katrina, for your honesty, your willingness and your coachability. This was one of those calls where there was a lot of different directions I could go. There was a lot to dive into. And I don't mean that in the sense that Katrina is so, has so much going on or she's so messed up. She's not at all. There's absolutely nothing wrong with her. She's just had a very full life with a lot of different things that have been major lessons for her. And right now there's a lot on her plate that's influencing how she feels and how she's going about making decisions and taking action moving forward. So instead of diving deep into her past, The two key things that I really focused on were in an attempt to help her move forward because sometimes it's not the time to dive deep into our past, especially if we're feeling stuck. We really need to look at, all right, what's keeping me stuck? How do I move forward? So at least I feel like I have some momentum. The two things that I lasered in on and talked to Katrina about were her relationship with herself and asking for help. So in terms of her relationship with herself, you heard she is very hard on herself and she uses that to motivate herself. She puts a ton of pressure on herself. She's got a harsh inner critic that speaks to her loudly and rudely. And this is no bueno. I talked about this on the show before. Using our inner critic as a form of motivation is effective in the sense that it gets us to do things. If you're super hard on your body, you'll maybe eat less or go to the gym more. So it kind of works. If you're really hard on yourself in terms of you're not doing enough or you're not where you should be, maybe that'll motivate you to do more. So it's effective in terms of getting things done, but not really getting the things done that are fulfilling to us or the process of doing them is not fulfilling because it's unhealthy and not sustainable and reinforces a dysfunctional relationship with ourselves. If we're constantly using self-judgment to move forward, we are reinforcing that dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship with ourselves. And the more dysfunctional relationship we have with ourselves, 
the more likely we are to have unhealthy, unsatisfying, unfulfilling, even dysfunctional relationships with others. That's why when Katrina talked about her children, especially the 18-year-old who she's having trouble with, one of the most powerful things she can do as a parent, which is what I told her, is to start to have a healthier relationship with herself and really model that for her children. We must find another way to move forward other than being hard on herself. That's why Katrina feels stuck is because she works and works and works, but as she's working, she's also so hard on herself. So not only is she exhausted from working and taking care of four kids at home, but she's also exhausted from just beating the crap out of herself all day. That's why I really stress the importance of acknowledgement. It's even where we started in the session to get her to say she is proud of herself. I mean, the woman has raised six children, been through a divorce, worked three jobs. That is a lot. Sometimes when we're in positions like she's in, we're just used to doing it. And we think, oh, well, this is just what I had to do. It's not that big of a deal. But then we kind of start comparing ourselves to others instead of really acknowledging our life and what we've done and stopping and saying, you know what? Given my life and my circumstances, I am doing a really damn good job. I've been through a lot and I'm really freaking proud of myself. I want all of you to say that to yourself more. And for Katrina, you could hear her resistance in the beginning to really acknowledge herself and own her amazingness. When I was asking her to do that, she even said, I don't have much time, which is why I said, do you ever go to the bathroom? Do you ever walk to your car? Are you ever cooking dinner? Like you have those moments where you can be proud of yourself. Just say something affirming. It isn't something that you have to spend an hour on or sit, write affirmations in your journal for 30 minutes. Actually finding little places throughout the day works better because it becomes a habit throughout the day. Speaking kind to yourself, practicing gratitude, shifting your thoughts to things that feel affirming versus just dedicating 30 minutes in the morning or five minutes at night. It's really great to do it throughout the day. So yes, keep your meditation practice, keep your journaling. If you're doing that, But that doesn't mean anything if throughout the day, you're not finding those ways to interrupt the inner critic and be proud of yourself and acknowledge yourself. How we silence the inner critic is not to shame it, is not to judge it, but to have the voice of compassion, the voice of acknowledgement be louder and do that consistently. Our daily practice means nothing if consistently throughout the day, we're not being in that loving space. I'm going to tell you a quick story. It's a great example. So I went to yoga this morning and I was sitting outside the class waiting. I was sitting on my yoga mat and I had my water bottle next to me and I wasn't in front of the door, but I was kind of near it. And the other class got out and this woman walked by in a hurry that had just done yoga. She was coming out of the class and she knocked over my water bottle. It was just a plastic bottle. It wasn't one of those super loud metal bottles. I know. I didn't have my water bottle with me. Sorry, everybody. It was BPA free, but I had to buy water before the class. And she knocked it over and she looked at me. She's like, that's really not a good place for a water bottle. You should really think about something before you do that. And I just looked at her and I was rather in shock and she walked out and everyone's kind of looking at me. And I said, I think she should do another yoga class. And it was a beautiful example of, she wasn't mad at me or my water bottle, whatever she was upset about just leaked out. And even though she spent an hour and a half in yoga, whatever her her inner critic or some kind of negative thought between when she walked out of that room and when she knocked over the water bottle came in and she just leaked out all of that anger and judgment on me. Now, good thing is I know that and I didn't take it personally and she didn't trip or anything like that. And she wasn't hurt, but that's a perfect example of 
when we don't have that daily practice, that consistent practice of forgive self-forgiveness, speaking kind to ourselves, we just get leaky and irritable with ourselves and others. So the other thing I encourage Katrina to do in terms of moving forward is to get help. I feel she feels overwhelmed and gets stuck because she just has too much on her plate and she's doing too much alone. Combine using negative criticism with not having help and it doesn't matter what kind of amazing vision you have, you are going to feel stuck. You need more positive self-talk and help and support from others so it doesn't feel like you are doing life alone. So I coach Katrina to be persistent, to reach out to someone that could mentor her. And I know it's possible. She just has to be a little assertive and a little vulnerable in her ask. So some takeaways for all of you, acknowledge yourself consistently throughout the day. Say, I am proud of you, Christine, and wink at yourself. Of course, insert your name, not mine. Look at your motivation. Are you feeling inspired? Are you moving towards something with kind words and affirming thoughts? Or are you just beating the crap out of yourself and hoping to get somewhere? As Katrina was doing, listen to podcasts, listen to things that make you feel supported and make you feel inspired that will help you replace that inner critic. A lot of times if we're just alone with our thoughts, we just continue to think the negative thoughts. So put positive, affirming people and thoughts in your ear. Katrina mentioned my good friend, Chris Harder's podcast. It's called For the Love of Money. I also love his wife's podcast, who's also one of my best friends, Lori Harder's podcast, Earn Your Happy. Check them both out. Lori's also super funny. So listen to some of her quickie episodes or the episodes she does with her friend Evans, and you will have a good laugh. And finally, ask for help. Reach out to actual people. Remember I said to Katrina that there are two types of incompetence, and that doesn't mean we're stupid. It just means we haven't learned it yet. There's conscious incompetence, meaning we know we don't know these things. And then there's unconscious incompetence, which is we don't know what we don't know. And having a mentor really helps with all those things. And why should we learn everything on our own? When we have someone that can be a guide to us, we just have to be vulnerable and persistent to ask for the help that we need. We are not in this world alone. And if I can help you, I of course would love to please head over and join my personal mastery program, christinehasser.com slash mastery. You get monthly group coaching calls with me where you definitely can get one-on-one attention from me, a Facebook group where I come in and do live. And you're also coached by other coaches and a free ticket to my one day retreat. In addition to all the coursework, and we're going to be adding a new module this year, which is going to be really exciting. So head on over christinehasser.com slash mastery. It's an amazing community. And if you're looking for the next step, that is it. All right, everybody sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to over at non with it. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.